Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you to be with us this morning. I hope you're going well. And um, um, we are working today on how to, to work in team, but how to create new stuff. And I really love what GP will present because when you present it to me, I said, oh, I think oh, the second one is the best one. Oh, no, final, oh, the, the third one is the best one. So it's there's a different way to present innovation. I really, really love that. And uh, for all the people that you are new with us this morning, we are working in the book Tribal Leadership. But first of all, I have to tell you, yesterday I said I received a notification from Podbean and I saw we achieved 50,000 uh, yeah, 50, downloads on Podbean in one year and a half. So uh, one year, two years. Podbean, two years. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's a great accomplishment, but it's not our accomplishments. It's yours because the download is from the listener. So thank you everyone for uh, this step. We achieved the, the 20,000, I think, at the beginning of the summer. So there's really an augmentation of download. So thank you everyone. It's, it's because you're sharing the podcast that there's more listener and so we are helping more people. It's what it's mean. So thank you, everyone. GP, I will let you start. But if you want just before, just because you presented last uh, day, I will let you present what we just did yesterday and uh, dive in the new. It's not a new subject. It's just consideration of what we did yesterday. Yes, thank you, Sabrina. So good morning, everyone. If you guys remember, yesterday we were talking about how working in triad actually help us or help the leader stabilize his team and stabilize many aspects of his work. Actually, working in triad help resolve conflict. It can help develop people and also it give more time to people. So if we had a leader that is actually in stage four leadership that using and working in triad, he like the way he will talk to his people, the word, the vocabulary that he will use, actually, it's to help the member of, of uh, its many triad, actually, how he can help them be sure that they can develop themselves, being autonomous, resolve conflict, and actually everybody gets more time, and especially for the leader that he did not have to act uh, as a stage three leader working in dyad here, like only be the person that get the weight and the pressure on his shoulder. Actually, he rely it on the people that have that are having the conflict, but helping them resolve the conflict by be sure that they are in relationship. Remember in a triad in all that section that we're talking it's minimum three persons so think of a triangle one actor on each um 
each corner. I know it's not like a, like a square, but each corner of the triangle. So we have an actor that is actually uh, important in the relationship and everyone are responsible for the maintaining of the good relationship and the progression of that triad. Today we're jumping in an other section of the triad. We will see how triad can help you innovate like how triad helps to uh, like help innovation in a team in a organization in a company uh, like everywhere we all all around okay so remember that actually if you want to have innovation what is really important is most of the time okay not uh, in every situation but most of the time you will need to incorporate a new member in your triad and remember even if we say three triad it can be four five six entities six actor it can go higher but here for innovation okay especially if it's in old triad okay or triad that have been formed for a long time it's important to understand that most of the time in probably 80 percent of the situation you will have to incorporate to integrate a new person or a new entity a new actor in the triad to uh, get new idea to get um a new vision a new uh, understanding of the world that is right now <coughs> sorry <coughs> But <coughs> oh, okay. But before entering in how we can manage that triad and manage new people, let's have a look to what is innovation. So how innovation can happen in uh, in business, in team, for us in MLM, in your team, uh, with your family. Okay. So there is three. Um, how can I say that? Three types of innovation. The first one is called technology driver. So that example is based on Google. Maybe not Google now, but the Google that we knew maybe 10 years ago or at the beginning. I don't know if you guys remember, like when I started high school, the uh, I don't know, like the, the, the search bar that we have in our computer wasn't Google. Okay, it was Alta Vista. I don't know if you guys uh, have worked with that Alta Vista, but like I remember during my high school, probably when I was in grade four in high school, uh, we switched to Google. So Google at the beginning was a company that was technology driver. It means what? It means that they were based in the research and development section. For us, okay, that are not maybe in a research company or big company like that, it only means that we are based on getting new idea, new project, new way of doing things. So getting like good idea and bad idea, it doesn't matter. We just want to have new idea, new project that we can put in action. So what they do is that they create the most innovation possible and they bring it to the market, to the uh, yeah, to the market, and it happens. Sometimes it's good, sometimes they have good results, sometimes it's bad. For instance, for me, I try sometimes like to just innovate, present uh, the products in a new way or having a new game, and you try new game. 
Sometimes the rules are so hard that even the client don't understand it. And sometimes you think that it will be a flop, but actually it's a winner. Okay. And how you do that is just by, okay, I try something new. I try something new. I try something new. I try something new just to see what will stick and what will be good in the market or with your client. Go on, Sabrina. I just remember us at the beginning of the COVID that we were trying all what we were seeing on YouTube. It was really because we have a point that we need to innovate. We know that we need to innovate, but we didn't know what we have to do. (laughs) Exactly. We decided to try a a lot of things. And I guess I know that we were all together just every week saying I, I tried this I tried this just try this it was not the part that we have the most result but our mind was really in innovation mode now it's a little bit different because the reality is different but the timing was that at this point we were really we need to change something we don't know what would, will work and we were trying anything. <laughs> exactly. And what is good in that situation is that actually doing that is you're learning a lot. Like you're building a, a, a baggage okay, for yourself, okay, that is a knowledge. So it's really, re- it's actually good, okay, what we have done, okay. The second, um, uh, the, 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 how do I call it? The second model of innovation is called the market reader. The market reader is based like Samsung, okay? So the company of uh, TV, phone, all of that, so Samsung's. So Samsung's actually, okay, look on the other side, okay? You have the, the research and development and you have the market. And Samsung is working on the market side, which it's mean that the, the way he will build his products, the way he will build his innovation is based on the need of the client, but only the need of the client. Okay, so you're looking at what is the market right now? What is the need? We built something that answered the need. The needs change on the market, you build something new, you have a new innovation. What is dangerous in on that side is actually on the other side if you never learn something from your R&D or research and development actually some maybe at some point you will never be able to stabilize things on the other side base your study and base your products your innovation only on market actually can put you in the dilemma of innovation because are you innovate because we know that Actually, people don't change a lot, okay? People say that they want change, but they don't like the change because it's hard, okay? So it can put yourself in a dilemma of innovation that actually can make you miss some opportunity because you're too based on the exact need at that time, at that exact moment of your client. So yes, it answers a need, but... Are you really innovating? Okay. Can you put, can it put yourself in, um, like in, uh, in French, we say, uh, t'es bien dans tes pantoufles, là. put yourself like too comfortable in your shoes. Okay. So, yes, do you have something to add, Sabrina? Sometime. And 
in our business, I think that there's some point or when we are feeling like that. We did a, a, a part that we do a lot of innovation and because it's working, we are staying like that. But the market is changing. The business is changing. As we see in um, multi-level marketing, what we said two months ago, it's now not working today. So if we're not in innovation, the problem is that, yes, it was working two months ago. But if I'm still doing the same thing, some, I will realize that my number will drop, will go down until I realize that I'm too late because there's new people that they innovate, they create new stuff and they are in success. And I, I, I didn't follow the, uh, the change. So yes, it's and in my life, uh, in my, uh, I'm in MLM since nine years. And I know that it's happened to me a lot of time that it was easy for me. I, I said at the sometime, oh, I find my rhythm. I know now I have my schedule. I find my rhythm. The, pro the problem is when I'm finding my rhythm, I'm not still in innovation. I'm just, uh, it's, it's games easy, but the results are sometimes going down because I'm not in innovation mode. Exactly. And the final one is what we call the need seeker. So, the company that represent actually the need seeker are Tesla and Apple. And actually, uh, the need seeker base uh, also is um, his study, if we if I can say it this way, okay, on the market side, okay, but actually not on the actual market, but on what will be the future market. Okay, so actually they have their look to what it will be to the future. They try to anticipate the future, the need of the future society. And one of the great example, okay, why Tesla and Apple represent that, that kind of brand, the need seeker actually, is one of, um, one of the speech that Steve Jobs gave. He said that I will never... Uh, base my idea and my innovation on what is the market right now. It, and it will never be. The reason why is because in, uh, in nine, um, 1900, yes, can I say that? 1900, the year, okay? In 1900, when Ford invented the first car, if, it, if he would have asked to his people, what do you want? He said that people don't know what they want because at that time, they would have answered me, I want a more rapid horse instead of having a car, okay? So it's the reason why we need to anticipate. So th this way is, yes, there is a lot of R&D, of new idea and innovation, but it's based, the main point is based in anticipate what will be the need. So this is how innovation works a lot. And I really love this, this, okay? Because I really think that we need to be, to know what, what it will be in the future and adapt. And that's the reason why people right now, for instance, if we looking at Samsung, Google, and Apple, 
They are all com competitor and some don't like Apple, some don't like Google, some don't like Samsung, but the people that are loving Apple and people that are loving Google and people that are loving Samsung, you know, it's all the same. It's just that they adhere to what could be the future according to the vision of that company. And some people don't like it. That's the reason why sometimes you need to do a thing that won't be accepted or won't stick to the need of the people right away. But because we have anticipated the future, what it could be in the future, it will be a bomb. Okay, so it will give you a lot of results. So there are the three main innovation. Now we need to understand, okay, if I am working in the technology driver, the, uh, the market reader, or even the need seeker, how can I build my triad actually to be sure that we have good results, that we have that synergy that we are looking for to innovate? Okay, so there is, uh, uh, I call it the um, uh, construct innovation. How, therefore, the five keys to construct innovation with a triad. So the first one is what we call the minding. You need to have a minding to surpass yourself, to surpass. Uh, what you are doing right now. So be in that minding. So what it will give the people, it will just give the energy that people are engaged. They feel that they are part of the process. They are part of the project, of that new project. And in the book, they present us a, an example that actually maybe don't rely a lot to us because it was about an hospital, how they improve and they create a new, uh, a new way of doing in a hospital, integrating uh, the administrator, the uh, architect, and even the client that are actually, that the people are sick, how they can work together to improve hospital and how people are uh, are serving hospital so that that example show that they are engaged because they want to surpass themselves the second characteristic is about knowledge if you want to form a triad that actually can you, you, where you can innovate you need to seek for knowledge. You need to seek for information. It does not mean that you need to know all of it and what you learn is the truth, okay? The exact truth. It's just that you need to be sure that you are in a mood that you are a student, that you're learning things, that you're trying to adapt those things, that you will put them in action, see if it works, see if it's real. So get getting and looking for knowledge. The third one is strategic relationship. So understand that actually every member of that kind of triad in uh, innovation, when you want to innovate, that every person, even if they are from very different background, they came from different background, that actually they want the best out of that project. They want the best of everyone. So you feel that you have that... Um, uh, that feeling of reciprocity. The fourth one, when you are in an innovation mode, you need to have a tolerance to ambiguity. <laughs> so hard to say. <laughs> tolerance to ambiguity. Because when you innovate, 
sometimes you won't get the knowledge, you won't get the information, or you, sometimes you will go against a protocol or some things that you put in place. But you need to understand that even if you don't feel safe a hundred percent, you need to get to your feeling, to your guts and say, okay, yes, just do it. Go. How many times that people are asking us since the last year, are you sure it will work? No, <laughs> I'm not sure. We just try. But if we're not trying, we won't know if it will work. So accept this feeling that I'm doing something because I, I have the feeling that it will work, but it's, it's a weird feeling. I know that it's not everyone that is able to accept this feeling that I will do something, but because it's innovation, I don't know if it will work. And if you're, if when we're listening to movie, that a movie from all the people that they are innovate in life, they never know really what will happen. They just say, I know, I, I have the conviction that it will work, but they didn't really know what will be the result. But if we want to be in innovation, we need to accept this feeling. And it's, sometimes it's hard because I know that some people need to see really the result. But yeah, it, it's really, really important to accept this feeling. Yeah. And actually what you just said, Sabrina, is related to the last to the last point, which is I don't know how to say it, okay, but it could be be an be an optimistic persistent or be a persistent optimistic. Okay. So here, because you tolerate the ambiguity, okay, and knowing that maybe it will fail. Okay, maybe you don't know if it will work. It's okay. It's just that you're optimistic, okay, and understand that you need to read what is the problem right now and just improve it, okay, and bring it to the next level. So being optimistic here by being persistent long time, okay? It takes a period of time, okay? It takes time. Really, really important to understand that everything that happened, okay, I, all around the world takes time. It's something that takes its roots in the past and now it is working. So knowing all of those five characteristics, okay, those five characteristics need to be shared by one or more than uh, two or three people in your triad, okay? If everybody has those five characteristics in the personality that they are, yes, it's a perfect match. But it doesn't matter if somebody don't have it. It's the force, it's the strength of the uh, of working in the triad. And what will happen when you are that triad or that group, that company, that uh, that team actually that is working so well and that are innovating and pushing the barrier, actually that kind of company will never have to do some ads, some advertising. Why? Because people inside okay, the company will talk about it. The client that are uh, in action into that company will talk about it, okay? In, in French, we say bouche à oreille, 
um, mouth to hear. I don't know like if we can say that in English, but it's just that they're they're spreading the word to everybody and people are looking at it and say, oh my God, okay, my friends like it. So let's have a look to it. And that is how the company is built. And this is how you attract not only clients, but you may attract people that want to work in that kind of environment that is an environment of innovation. So that's all for this morning. I hope you guys now can see how you can work and try it and how to choose the people because it's a bit like different than the previous one. The previous one, uh, talking about the stabilization, it's really about, okay, we have a team, I'm a leader, I'm a boss, how should I act with my people? But here, still in a team, if you want personally and as a team, as a company to evolve, to innovate, you now know the characteristic of which people you should choose to build that triad to innovate in the future. So I hope you guys enjoy seeing you tomorrow morning at 8 with Maria and Marie-Pierre in the book Awaken the Giant Within. So thank you guys and seeing you tomorrow.